welcome to the Mile High Podcast Reviews. Good evening, everybody. I am James. Here with me is Chris. What's up? Welcome to the first episode of the review show. That's the clever name I made up for it. It's not a great name. It encapsulates what we're going for. We are going to review. Uh, this is through Trekkie Pacific, which is something brand new. I, we hope to bring you a lot of really neat, exciting things on this channel. Much like this. And if you hate this, much like something else that you like a whole lot better. Yeah. Um and this this is our inaugural video here in the new studio. And yeah, in the in the, in the studio, <laughs> it's have, a studio. It is definitely a, not a basement. It is not a basement. The things you hear upstairs are not people walking. Um, but yeah, we got lights. We got everything. It's really cool. So uh, Chris and I are here today because we needed to start off with something with like a good kick and plus that and the lights came in today. Yeah. So uh, and so what we're gonna start off with is. CWDC's Crisis on Infinite Earths, which, if you don't know that, it is uh, something it goes on CW. It's the Arrowverse. It's Arrow. It's uh, The Flash. It's Legends of Tomorrow. It's Supergirl. It's now Batwoman, and it's Black Lightning as of this crossover. Yeah. So it's a, it's an all. Because he's always been he's, tenuously not part of the air. Well. He's, yeah, he's never felt been. like the Arrowverse, but not officially. The they they specifically like he's been in this Black Lightning's had like two seasons, and they have yeah. not been part of the crossover. So this is the first time they've brought it in. But generally, DC, uh, CW is just making it's pretty much all DC TV and Riverdale nowadays, and Supernatural. Yeah. Supernatural plays forever on DC, on CW. Um, but Silver Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is great. People who follow the comics. Uh, it's a very big comic. I mean, yeah. it was it was literally what DC did to clean up their timeline. Well, and it's one of those where like neither you or I were ever big huge comic people, but right. it's it's one I remember hearing about when it's it came like, out. Like I remember some of the covers. I'm like, I may not have read that, but I remember seeing like the Spectre fighting the Anti Monitor. I've seen those pages, yeah, those covers. Yeah, those are the known. It's it's the. Uh, it's the death of Superman. It's comic series that even if you weren't a comic fan, if you were a boy, uh, you know, not to be sexist, but if you were a boy between 90, you know, 89 and like 2001, there are certain things that you knew. And in between those times, apparently it was kind of okay to be yeah. sexist too. So, yeah. um, but no, so the, so, uh, Arrow, which is doing its last season, uh, is doing the, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and to the point where, like, all of Arrow's last season thus far up to this point has been a, almost a prelude, prelude yeah. to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, uh, they did the See, day... Because you're the Arrow person. I am the Arrow person. I, I, Arrow I never really got into, but I've been watching bits and pieces to kind of have an idea of yeah what's been leading up to this. So, basically, what, what ended up happening, just to sum up where we are on the Arrow, on the specific show Arrow that got us to the beginning of Crisis. Um, so, at the end of last season, Stephen Amell's Arrow gets picked up by the Monitor, and he, him and Felicity have just, spoilers, by the way, uh, him and Felicity have literally just had a child, a little girl named Mia, and they're hiding out. They live in, like, a wooded cabin. Super chill, and the monitor came and said, Oliver, it's time. Mm. The deal you made in Elseworlds, which none of us knew what the deal was, but we knew Oliver made a deal because he had stepped away with the monitor in Elseworlds, and he was able to come back and complete yeah. what they needed to do. And he said, it's time for the deal. 
So he had to leave Felicity and Mia. And basically what they've done in the six or seven episodes uh, for this season have been going through Oliver's greatest hits, uh, going back and seeing prior family, his mom, Tommy Merlin, people who have passed away uh, in the guise of doing work for the Monitor. The Monitor is uh, sending Oliver on this mission to build a weapon of sorts. So he has to go to different places and different Earths to find this weapon. The first place that we run into is he goes to Earth 2, where he runs into Black Canary or uh, Laurel Lance of Earth 2 uh, that they worked with last season. Earth 2 is the first Earth that we see in the Arrowverse get destroyed. Yeah. And that's on an individual episode of Arrow. Well, and, that, and it's kind of bringing us... We have them, like you said, setting the stage. And then for the last few episodes we had for uh, Flash, Green Arrow, and Batwoman, we had our uh, teaser. Uh, right. Well, our little stinger with... Uh, oh, and I'm going to... Nashwells. Nashwells, yeah. And so we find out then basically we're, we're opening up the chamber of the Anti-Monitor, who we've only heard about at this point. And... Uh, I, I think for me, what got me right off the bat and uh, sold me on the campiness of it, and I think for canon it's important to know then that Jack Napier is still alive. Right. And with them starting off, and I love with uh, going to Earth-89 and having the, the actor from Batman there, but I love with having the uh, Joker fight there. So we're making canon, and I guess Jack Napier... It is still around, so we still get Nicholson's Joker out there. Right, right. They still exist out there. Uh, the characters are still out there. And then after they run into Earth-89, they make it to... Yeah, what, 67, I believe? With Burt Ward. Yeah. Holy Crimson Sky Batmans, which was funny. It was a good, I mean, introduction to it. Uh, we get the uh, Earth-X, which is Nazi world, basically, and... Uh, we get to see Earth X destroyed, yeah. and then I think there was one other world in that universe that got destroyed, but I can't seem to recall. Well, and I like that it, it that it kind of set the tone of what we're going for, and it was nice seeing the cameos, even though it had been built up, right? You knew huge, and it's like they're going to be people who are on screen for seconds. But I love that we put all of this kind of into canon now and let you know it's like all right they're actually having consequences you're not saving burt ward you're not saving or they may be and we'll just we'll discuss that in a minute i have some theories about everything's going to play out but the, the, things may happen um so we get through the layout of the beginning we get yeah. to see the earths are being destroyed and then the next thing we get is will wheaton like will wheaton shows up out of the blue. But even that, though, you look at us going back to, because uh, he had done the voices in the DC animated movie. Yeah. So definitely a deep cut on fan service right. that if it weren't for other videos, I wouldn't have known. But You didn't know it was Will Wheaton when you saw it? No, I knew it was Will Wheaton, oh, okay. but I didn't get why they had him in there. I just figured Will Wheaton, just whenever there's a sci-fi thing, he <laughs> It's just nerdy. Up. It just makes sense. He's that like, Will hello, Wheaton's it's there. me, Will Wheaton. I'd like to be on your show. So uh, Will Wheaton shows up and Supergirl saves his life. And she catches a dragon. Yeah. And where this is on Earth 33. I'm going to say it's Earth 33, which is based off the channel that CBS is in Los Angeles, where Supergirl started airing. It did mm. not air on the CW. So that's why they're in a different universe than Oliver and uh, The Flash.
I'm looking past the camera. Okay. Well, there were even more. Yeah. I think it's weird because I see you looking over at me. I'm like, why is he looking I know, at me? and I'm like, you're looking. <laughs> I'm mix. talking to the we're, people. We're, we're figuring out video stuff. I'm talking. My belief is I'm talking to you. But so. Conversation. Yeah, okay. It, I mean, it is conversational, yeah. but it's. Damn, how far back is it going to go? Okay. So basically, we went ahead and um, went through the whole universe. Yeah. Uh, now I lost track of where we were in it. Because you were saying we've gone through, we've seen uh, Supergirl. So you have her saving. Well, oh, yeah, we yeah. didn't. So we're getting like our intro to each of our right. And this is Supergirl's character. episode. This yeah. Is, so it's broken up into five. Which, parts. much like Arrow, I'm gonna have to defer to you on some of it because it's never watched a lot of Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl's cool. What you get with Supergirl is you get uh, Supergirl, you get Martian Manhunter. Mm. You get uh, Brainiac, but good Brainiac from the very far future. Which was interesting to me, having not seen the, their version of Brainiac. Yeah. It took me a minute, and then they were like, Brainy, I'm like, I guess that's one way to do Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. the Brainiac character, you also get Lana Luther, who is kind of... Uh, and I got close. from context, I take it, that's who they were working with to get the machine. Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, so basically, Lana Luther. Long story short, they Lana Luther's kind of the villain now. Like they kind of <laughs> she's a Luther, she's a Luther. Yeah, and you also get Lex Luther from the universe. So all, all the very distinguishable characters out of that universe are those. You know, yeah. you have Monel sometimes, but I don't know what's happened to him so far this season. And you get Superman. It's a Superman universe. You know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, basically they're, they're back at the DOJ, which is where Car Danvers work, and they're talking to Clark, and uh, or they're sending a message out to uh, Clark and Lois. Yeah. Because they're on this planet called Aura. I want to say Yora. Basically, they're on, they're on this... It's like an asteroid planet. I don't know. There's them and a bunch yeah. of other people. I don't know the depth of why they're there. But Clark doesn't have his powers because there's no yellow sun mm-hmm. there. And they're raising their child, Jonathan Kent. Yeah. Uh, this... The wave that we've seen in every single episode up to this point shows up. You know, and it's on its way to get kyle and... Uh, Lois Lane. Well, and it's, and it's like, so we're getting our stakes now, because you had said, so we've already seen Earth 2 now gone yes. on Arrow, and we have this coming in. And how you were explaining stuff, that's one thing I like, though, is that it was quick enough to pick up, even not watching it. I'm like, yeah. oh, Superman's on a planet. I'm guessing he's taking a sabbatical. Right. And well, evil, maniacal person that they need to help must be Luther's daughter. Yes, yes. But so we have this set up now, and we have the wave coming in. And as far as we know at this point, it's only Earth 2 that's been destroyed. Right? No, no. But by this point, we know Earth 2's been destroyed and all those other Earths have been destroyed. The border war, Earth, and everything like that. Like the people... Oh, in, when we saw like the flashes last year with yeah. John Wesley's ship, I won't let you do this to my planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Earth was destroyed okay. too. And that, yeah. So, um, so we know quite a few Earths have been destroyed. Now, not everybody knows that. You know, like Oliver, I think uh, right now is like, I think the team from Arrow knows it. I yeah. think Barry knows something's happening, but I don't think he knows that Ursa being destroyed. I think the only team that knows it is Oliver because he's been working with the monitor yeah. and Lila, who is now um, uh, Harbinger, which is a weird character that I think was used a lot better in the comics than they are using Harbinger here, but oh, that's neither, yeah. neither here nor there. <clears throat> so at this point, they're in the DOJ. Um, they, uh, saved, you know, so, uh, Jonathan Kent, Clark and Lois's son got sent yep. away in a pretty good, you know, pretty cool homage to the, yeah, uh, I like that, story. that it kind of 
touching back to his own origin. Right. It's yeah. It's and and Kara's origin. I mean, the, yeah, sending kids on pods a very Kryptonian <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> it's a custom, right? I, apparently, on on planets that are about to be destroyed. So at this point, Kara feels this defeated because she has lost her cousin. Like this wave is coming to her, to her right mm-hmm. now, and they don't know what they don't know what they're going to do. Brainiacs on there trying to yeah. figure it out. Nobody really knows what they're going to do now. Um, and then we start getting cuts to the other shows. Then uh, then we get the monitor collecting people. Yeah. So we get him... Which is always, like, one of my favorite things whenever DC TV does their crossovers. Right. And it's always that same style, but it's always fun seeing the heroes get, like, rounded up. And right. And you, you know that you're in for just cheesy comic book fun. You feel like you... It's like in a... You feel like you are, like, you're ripped out of that page of the comic. Like, because they... And each show has their own distinctive, like, styles. Yeah. So... When you cut into that... Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. A, it's a neat way to do it. Um, so they, the, they, uh, grab Oliver and, mm-hmm. oh, so Harbinger, she grabs Oliver and Mia, who is Oliver's daughter from the future, yeah. off of Lian Yu, uh, you know, where Oliver hangs out all the time when he's not fighting and to, you know, save the city. Yeah. Um, they grab just Flash, like just Flash. There's no other people that they bring in distinctively from the Flash team on the first episode than just Flash. Like, Harbinger shows up and, like... Hey, Barry. And he's like, Lila, what's going on? And she's like, I'm Harbinger now. And Barry's like, okay, that makes perfect sense. They're like, And she's like, come on, let's Which, go. One, another thing I do like with the DC shows is they don't over-explain things. It was just like, nope, I'm Harbinger. And it's right. like, actress in a different costume. It's like, okay, now, now you have powers. Right. <laughs> and then we get uh, we get Ray and Sarah from Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And in, in just a very legend. Like I say, with each of these shows having their own individual like feel to them, like Flash is very comic booky. It's like the yeah. most comic booky of them all. Arrow's the dark gritty, and you got that from each of them. And then of course you land on Ray and Sarah who with are, the bar trivia. Like you said, it it felt like something with legends. Yeah, it's, it's like of course that's what right they'd be doing. There. Yeah, and they would be failing because of something that they messed that up. That they changed. Yeah. yeah. So they grab that, and then uh, the last person was, is Kate, is Batwoman, and I love that because she doesn't know Lila. She yeah. is she helped out in Elseworld, so she knows Oliver and she knows uh, Barry. She knows the main yeah. ones. She knows you know the the top three, but she doesn't know who Lila is, and she was really dismissive to Lila. Although I do like she's getting familiar enough with being in the superhero universe. That it doesn't really stop her. That somebody just flashed in out of nowhere and right. changed something. I, I like when they end up on the Wave Rider. And, or maybe it wasn't even when they were all the way on the Wave Rider. It's when they all first get together in the DOJ. and Yeah, when they're all brought in. Yeah, and Kara's like... And, and everybody's kind of freaking out, like, what are we doing here? And and Kate, the Batwoman, was really like not having it. She punches Lila in, yeah. in the face. And... Kara has to come over, and she's like, yo, listen, trust me. You, I know you trust me. I trust yeah. these people. These are my friends. Just be chill. And then she takes off her mask. Which, another thing of streamlining that I like, that it's, if it weren't in the middle of a crossover, you could have done the trope of, like, all right, you all have to fight each other before right. you're friends. And I'm like, I like that they bypass it. It's just like, oh, you're yeah. cool with Supergirl. Right. Then apparently it's all right. And she vouches for her. She vouches for everybody else. And so then when she takes off her mask, and I I, I don't know if people catch it, but 
uh, once it's revealed that she's Kate Kane, Oliver makes this snide remark where he's like, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like... I did like that. He's like, oh, yeah, another just rich rich playboy who... Something he can identify with. Right. Because in, in Arrow, they have established on uh, different episodes, like when Oliver... When they used to accuse Oliver of being the Green Arrow before yeah. they knew for sure that yeah. he was the Green Arrow, he's like, come on, what, am I, what do you think? You think Bruce Wayne is putting on a bad cape, you know, a... Uh, a scowl and cape and yeah. running around Gotham City. That's ridiculous, but it, it's funny. It was just yeah. a great play on that. But I like at this point, so it's like you have all of our pieces set. We got right. our heroes and... Right, right. And so we're... And then uh, they make this big tower thing that's supposed to help stop the, the wave, the antimatter yeah. wave from coming on there. Um, Which is when we bring in Flash and... Yes, and the Legends. And, yeah. And so Flash and the Legends show up. They had been on a mission. Oh, and they and they brought Superman. They saved Superman and Lois. And the Monitor's kind of a dick because the Monitor saved Superman and Lois from that place. And Kara's mom's right there. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get her. But uh, it, it fits with everything we've seen of the Monitor yeah. so far of, like, it's not exactly part of his plan. He's just so, streamlined. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just streams. So, um, but they, they've established a couple different things at this point when they're in there. Uh, since they sent Jonathan Kent off into its own, uh, into his own pod, he's somewhere else. He's in a different universe somehow. Yeah, which I I just went comic books, right? And, and they even kind of hand wave it away. But I mean, that gives us our first little side quest for the episode. So right. we now have them going off to find Jonathan Kent, who we find out has ended up in a different time period. Yeah. And that was Sarah, uh, Brainiac, and uh, Lois. Correct. And McRoy. And McRoy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then we go, I like how they go pick up McRoy, they get a, a wave rider. With Snart. With, with Leonard Snart as the uh, Gideon of it. And so. And that Mick is not as successful of a romance writer. No. In this universe, with only one published work. Right. As opposed to his plethora of published work that we've seen in Legends last season. Yeah, yeah, no, that was great. So they get they get us set up with weird old Oliver, which I did. Like, I feel like it was like Sarah's goodbye to him, kind of. Well, I think they, and once again, because I'm I'm not a big Arrow person, but when I've seen old Oliver, because they've had him on the Flash, and I've seen him once or twice, on Legends. It seems like they were just setting it up because they put in this horribly depressing character. Yeah, which is all Oliver is, and I think. I don't know, maybe the writers being like, yeah, we're sorry, we'll at least give you some closure right. before your Earth gets destroyed. Because I didn't know exactly why they went with him either. Because that didn't make as much sense. It, than- it was an extra scene that wasn't neat. I don't even know why we lost Jonathan Kent. I don't know why Jonathan Kent's there. They've, he's been... Comp- outside of the fact that, yes, we know they have a kid, they should have left it with some cosmic babysitter. You know, but yeah, I don't know. Under- who we're seeing Roy. is a fantastic babysitter. Yeah. Well, and I and I kind of wonder if that's a nod to the comics when you have, uh, oh, Superman, Kal El being raised and ending up as the uh, Batman. That, yeah, as Batman, and I wonder yeah. if that was kind of a nod to that maybe because Green Arrow, you know, would have raised Jonathan Kent then, right, to be an Arrow. But yeah, it's I don't think they had to bring him in, but I think maybe that was just the staff being like, yeah, this is a depressing character. We should give him. Like a minute of happiness. Yeah. Before yeah. his earth gets destroyed. Yeah, it was really sad. That all <laughs> But he still did the it's same just... thing. And he built the... There's a lot of things about that. I was worried about that. Um, but it was... I felt that was an unneeded scene. But more importantly than that, 
they are now, now all our heroes that are still on Earth 33 are out fighting uh, to make sure that building that the monitor put up stays yeah, intact. Defense mechanism. Yeah. And so they're fighting shadow demons. Yes. Which, Which I, they were all right. It's, I mean, it's, it's neat. It's what you expect. It was what got me with it. And you can tell. And I won't even say with the episodes so far, because we, we've seen three at this point, even though we're going over the first one. I haven't seen any big CG stuff that right. blew me away. And even for CW, like the shadow demons felt a little cheap, which makes me hope that they're like saving something big for the tail end of the crossover. Like they didn't look bad. Right. But I they wasn't better he- than the Dementors did or the uh, Dominators did on the when they rainwire on the first crossover or second one. You thought one. they looked better than the Dominators? I think they did. The uh, Dominators look pretty dumb a lot of their time on screen. It's, I mean, and we're dealing with like CW special effects. Right. So it, I'm thinking it has to be a money thing because they weren't as scary, but I mean, they were good for the show, but even it felt much more CW than some of the stuff we've seen in the shows lately. Right. So basically what ends up happening at this point is they're trying to get Lana Luther to help them build things to allow people to escape. Yeah, um, we're finding Earth Two. It's pretty it, much doomed. They, yeah, they, you're not going to be able. Yeah, to. thirty three is thirty three is dead. Thirty three. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, basically, where they're loading people off of the ships left and right, uh, and and our heroes are in the middle, and the monitor's like, "Yo, we got to get the hell out of here," and he starts zooming people away, and. Once I'll, again, just completely nonchalantly, as yeah. we see the monitor, he doesn't care. Do it, just like, oh, all right. And then he gets to, he gets to Oliver and he said he said Oliver it's time to go and he said is everybody off the world yet and he's like no then it's not time to go and Oliver being the smart badass that he is and he does this every once in a while he pulls out a uh, arrow an arrow that he specifically had figured had to figure out how to disable the anti monitor for. 30 sec or the monitor for like 30 seconds which that bugged me and i had to tell my brain to stop i'm like how do you we're seeing cosmic being that's i'd say at this point more powerful than anything we've seen in right. the cw shows and ollie was able to figure out an arrow that can hurt it he was he was smart enough to bring in uh kryptonite arrows the other season when the arrow went bad and i love his response which he asked him why the hell would you have a kryptonite arrow and he's like in case you went bad oliver's Oliver's smart. So in this push of the end of the season, of the end of this episode, Oliver stays behind, and they've established that Oliver saved another billion people of off Earth thirty three, and they've brought they've all came to Earth one now, and Earth thirty three is destroyed. Supergirl's home is destroyed. Yeah, everybody's destroyed. Which and, and that got me. Like I figured they'd have some big consequences, but right. I didn't expect very quickly on the first episode. Of the crossover to be like, all right, no, this entire planet and like four billion yeah. people are gone, which. Yeah, I, they say like three billion out of seven billion people. Yeah, which I, I was expecting higher stakes for right. the crossover, but I was just amazed the first episode. It's like, no, that's half of the earth is gone. And that wasn't even it. It was the first episode ended with the death of Oliver Queen, the yeah. death of. The Arrow, the reason the universe exists at all, and that one I didn't see coming. Like, there was a lot of things that, like, through this I've been able to predict or play out, but sidelining Oliver in the very 
beginning of the crossover in the first episode. And yeah. Not just sidelining him. He didn't get like Bruce. He got killed. He, Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow got killed. And if it stays in can, if it stays this way, if it doesn't change, if he doesn't magically get to come back to life, which I don't think well, he will. Because Amel is, because Arrow is a show. Arrow, that's done, and, Amel, and Amel, I, I know, probably isn't done with showing up occasionally, but I think we're seeing the last of. He has two more. Yeah, after the end of the crossover, there's two more Arrow episodes. So yeah. Arrow got killed not even on his own show yeah and that and that did surprise me and you know like i've said a couple times i'm not even as big of a fan of arrow but that i did not expect on the first episode it's like oh you're gonna take out one of the main players there yeah the main player the the godfather of this universe and and i like the way they handled his death it's yeah it, it was it was powerful his daughter gotta be there his friends his closest yeah like his superhero respectful to the character without being like incredibly sappy there yeah i mean convenient that shadow demons only severely cut him right and left him alive yeah and they and they they really left out um his son does not did not get to say goodbye mia gets to say goodbye but william william doesn't even know i don't know where william went like on the episode of arrow before it happened everybody was there william and diggle and then it was just mia and oliver so but yeah, so that's how episode one ends. Like, episode one ends, and what we've established is that Earth-33 is gone. Everyone's on Earth-1. Now, we'll go a little bit farther into it, but that's the, one of the big things that I tried to talk to Chris about earlier this week. And it was the the fascinating... Now, will it always stay that way? Will there be a multiverse? Maybe. I think in the comic there's like seven different multiverses it's, or eight. Something... I know, right... And if anyone is watching this, which I hope you are, tell me if I'm wrong in the comments right now, but uh, I believe they've gone back to it, it just a, a like gigantic, a multiverse of multiverse. No, but initially at the end of Christ on Infinite Earth, it all got centered down into a handful of universes, right? Like, no, uh, everything to Crisis one? originally went to one after the original Crisis on Infinite Earth. See, and I believe I could be wrong. I'm intrigued about that. I wonder, I would like, I was like, oh, are they really going to do this? Are they going to, and to me, I'm very excited about that. The concept that Kara could exist in, you know, this universe, the air, the base air, the yeah. earth one is neat. It's a real fun uh, thing. So, but that's what we got. We got the DOJ, everybody there, they're there, you know? Well, we, and, and I like that they did that as somebody who, once again, hasn't watched a huge uh, amount of Supergirl. Right. But I'm glad that it is kind of under the same roof. Yeah. Because I, I, I like the episodes I'd seen, and I like the crossovers, but it it did get a little annoying sometimes where it's like, you can't just have Supergirl pop in. Or when they would have the episodes where it is just a pop-in episode, you right. still have to go through some convoluted reason. Right. Until Cisco just gave them those brooches that everybody yeah. uses, which that's all they are. They're yeah. brooches. Yeah. So... So that's episode one. All right. Episode two, give us one second. So uh, then we move on to what would be set up as episode two, which would be the Batgirl episode at this point, which normally airs on 
Sunday would have moved over yeah, to Monday. Yeah, normally airs on Sunday. So episode two basically moves all of our heroes, everybody that we're doing with, to the Wave Rider, which generally for the remainder of episodes that we've seen has become their base of operation. They're no longer in Star Labs. They've transferred over to the Wave Rider uh, from Earth, I think like 76 or something, where they yeah. where they pick up a different McRory because for some reason these other legends aren't available, I imagine. Well, remember they had uh, retired. And no, no, no. I meant the legends of our Earth, of Earth oh, One. Yeah. I would imagine we'll see them come the Legends episode, you would hope. you Because see... we're getting the Legends episode after the first of the year. We'll get uh, the Arrow and Legends episode play in succession, so it's like a two hour movie. Um, so we're on the Wave Rider, and uh, the Anti Monitor says he went and got the Book of Destiny, the Book yeah, of Yeah, the Truth. Book of Destiny. Yeah, which was the whole thing about last season's Elseworlds. So he just broke time to go and get that book. So he did that. He also did a couple weird things. He said he was no longer, he couldn't bring Oliver back because the Anti-Monitor had taken so much of his power. But he did bring Lex Luthor over from Earth-33. They now, brought back to life. And you follow more of the shows. Um, I thought they had taken him away earlier in the season on Supergirl. They may have. They, yeah, I think... From another video online, I think they said they had taken him away earlier in the season. Yeah. But yeah, so the monitor now, we don't have enough power to bring Ollie back. But we which, have... with the monitor, you you never know. Right. The monitor's kind of shady. Uh, anyhow. Um, but did you get Lex Luthor, John Cryer? I don't know. What do you think? Um, This is my first exposure to him as Lex. It, I like it. Mm. It's, it's different. It's very campy. But it fits with the uh, feel of what I've seen in the Supergirl universe. Right. Ducky, Ducky Luther is interesting. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how he plays out. So uh, basically what the Book of Destiny tells the Monitor is that he needs seven Paragons. Yeah. And we discover then that we have... Two of them. Uh, Kara is the Paragon, Paragon of, of hope. hope. And Sarah is the Paragon of... I want to say destiny so sarah lance yeah. is that so they they just split up into teams and they... we discovered that we have three other paragons or no they have two other paragons out there so we have the uh paragon of truth of which truth. is a superman from a different universe which they send out uh lois clark and iris which i like i generally like that they keep putting iris next to lois to remind us that she is to a reporter and she's kind of a badass. Well, and it's nice to see Candace Patton getting more time, even in something as right. big as a crossover, because I like her as an actress. Iris has not always really been made the best use of. Right, right. And so it, that was that was a good use. Um, so they got sent to different worlds, and the first Superman they show up to is uh, Tom Wellington from... Earth, I want to say it's 203, but I've seen it quoted as something else, but I think it's... I think it was 203, because I... It started in 2003. Oh, wait, no, 203, I believe, is Birds of Prey, what that we it? see in the next episode. But we get to see Tom Welling, yeah. so for the Smallville fans, we, uh... Well, because do we get do we get Tom Welling? Yeah, we get yeah. Tom Welling. Yeah, we get Tom On that Welling. One. And so, uh, it was neat, you know, he was still... He was out in Smallville, and so... He's our buffest Superman he is that I've seen so far because it's I forgot how giant he was because right. when they cast him, that the man's like six two. Yeah, 
He so was a little just, teenager, when, but by the end of the show, yeah. it was really built. Uh, so it was neat to see him. That's when we established that at some point Lex sold the Book of Destiny. And so he's out killing Superman. He's basically doing a Jet Li the One of Superman in different Underrated worlds. movie. Underrated, Underrated horrible movie, right. but it's fun. Um, so he so he gets to Tom Wellington and he uses Wellington Tom, yeah. and he uses his magical book power and he sends the other Superman and Lois and uh Iris away. And uh so then he goes to kill. Well, after we discover that he's not worried about uh Luther, who's now the president, which was a nice callback to Smallville when they did the flash forward and uh, we see that Lex Luthor has become president. Right. So I, I do like that they went back and referenced that. But then this Lex Luthor uh, even dismisses, the hilarious thing is he even dismisses that Clark Kent from his universe is Superman because he's like, Superman, my Clark Kent would never, you know, he it was it was great. That we would, well, and it's just acknowledging the uh, long running thing of how no one ever realizes. Right. And I do like it's oh that dweeb with glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also like the fact that Lex tries to kill this the the blur. We'll call him the blur because that's what he was. He never really was Superman in the show. Uh, he tries to kill the blur. Although he, was, he has been Superman in the uh, following years. Yes, but he but never on Smallville. Never on Smallville. So so he goes to kill the blur with Kryptonite, and uh, you know Tom Welling just takes it away from. You know, Ducky Luther, and he laughs at it, and he throws it really hard into the plane. He's like, it doesn't really affect me anymore ever since I gave up my powers, and that just drives Luther even more crazy. Well, and it, and, and I like that they did that. It was a nice twist, and it's good to see Wellington come back, although I was disappointed that we didn't get uh, the actor who played Lex on Smallville. Yeah, Michael, Michael, Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, I would have loved to see Rosenbaum come back. But yeah, I did like that. It... it it was nice that it gave it a good comedic moment, even yeah. though we now know that it's, well, they're all still going to die. But right, they, they had a nice moment. <laughs> and then it was great because Lex goes to hit him and uh, the blur catches him and he just knocks him out and throws him back. He's like, I'm still strong as hell, dude. You know, like, yeah. still, I'm still, uh, you know, still got mad super strength. Well, and then while they're doing all of this, then we have uh, Kate Kane going off with Kara. Uh, Kara. And we're looking for the paragon of what did you say? Courage. Courage. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go with courage. It's courage. Yeah. And um, so we get into Gotham. We get a very buff version of uh, Lucius Fox's nephew. Yeah. With horrible, horrible facial hair and Kara talking about uh, him being hot makes me question or taste him and he looks kind of sleazy but he did look he did look yeah. kind of sleazy so we're going to wayne manor and get w one of the things that i know for me personally i've been looking forward to most with the crossover which is getting to see kevin conroy come in as batman because you know growing up even with the tim burton movies and all of that it's kevin conroy is my batman because yeah. batman the animated series yeah and we finally get to see him and it, and they take him dark like yeah. he's he's a real dark Batman. Um, Kara, I Kara, I feel like was there with her just to do the whole uh, Batman Superman obligatory type thing, like yeah. the you know the paragraphs of good and light and darkness to a certain degree. Not that Batman's bad, but the light and the darkness. And this Batman was this, bad. This one, yeah, it's it's he's kind of hit the, the Batman who's hit his breaking point as. 
we see when we discover that he has killed off all of the villains and Superman. and Superman. Yeah. So and Kara finds that out as well. There, there, there's a lot more trust with the Monitor, um, and uh, we get our next Superman, which is Kingdom Come Superman, played by Brandon Roth, who also plays the Atom, which is great. They're so drastically different characters, yeah. but he plays Superman so well. Um, and it, and it's and it's good to see him back in that role. Like as soon as he got on screen as Clark Kent, it, it just it felt comfortable. Just right. just like he did in Superman Returns, it was very much that Christopher Reeves, super nice guy, friendly, right, nerdy, everyman. Yeah, but he comes from a dark world too, where there's like in memoriam of like uh, uh, Jimmy O. Yeah, everybody. Jimmy yeah, going Olsen. back to the comics of Joker killing off like half the people who are in the office of the Daily Planet. So. Yeah, so, yeah. So it was dark. I mean, he, he came from a dark world too. So we got dark Batman and dark Superman, darker world Superman. I mean, but we do still have his son from the movie who he mentions. Yeah, yeah. He does bring that up. Um, single father Superman. Single father it's good Superman. Good for him. It's it's tough when you're Amy to Adams him. Superman. So yeah, rest in peace, Amy Adams. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Batman dies, right? Like yeah. So he basically this Batman, and I wasn't sure at first with them going with the dark version of him kill, killing the villains. I figured you still could turn it around right. when it got to Superman. And then it was just like, this Batman's completely irredeemable. Right. And and it's evidence when Kevin Conroy just decides there's new people here. Right. So this Bruce Wayne wants to kill them because yeah. he's batshit. And so he goes to attack. And a very anticlimactic death scene. Yeah. We have him falling and getting electrocuted. But that gives us our revelation that it's Kate Kane. So yeah, so anticlimactic that I don't even remember it. Yeah, it, it was basically he stumbles and falls onto right. a generator. Right. And gets electrocuted. I can't even... the Like, we'll probably edit it, that part in here, and I, it'll, it'll be new to me. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, that <laughs> happened. I forgot about that. So, yeah, like, it establishes Kate Kane as the uh, Paragon of Courage, and she also takes some kryptonite. So that's what's going on with Kate Which Kane. Which I, I really like that at the end of the episode. And... Because it fits with the whole Batman-Superman dynamic. Yeah. And, and I think, as somebody who's been liking the Batwoman show so far, it shows she does have that same sort of uh, mindset that Bruce had of realizing it's like, yeah, she really likes Kara, but knowing that it's a incredibly super-powered being, and, you want to have that backup. And I think what they'll start doing is they'll start taking the things that they've always attributed to Oliver and allow Kate to start doing it like Kate in in the stories Batman would be the one that has the kryptonite arrow not Oliver yeah you know so they'll start taking a lot of uh, attributes that were Oliver's and referring them back to a Batman character well you look at Oliver in the uh, TV universe has always been kind of the Batman since they couldn't have Batman right and now that we can have Batwoman like you said they're gonna take it back yeah and And they'll take on Ollie's role whereas Ollie was already our surrogate Batman right and that that was the good push of this, you know, uh, start of it, it with her being yeah. the kryptonite. Um, <clears throat> Kingdom Come Superman has to fight Earth thirty three Superman because of some convoluted thing that Lex puts up. It's it's, cool it's just scene. Lex randomly yeah. popping in and Causing trolling problems. Superman. That's my biggest problem with the Lex character is I don't know. It, 
is the answer. I don't know. He seems like he's going for, like, the Hackman level of uh, campiness. Yeah, no, no, I don't mind the but campiness. not quite as well. His purpose. Lex always is strategic. There's nothing... Lex, almost nothing I've seen Lex do has been strategic. Versus just wanting to see Superman fight. Yeah, just to be to be fair. Right. Entertaining, and uh, you can definitely tell, I think that was kind of a setup to give us a teaser of what Tyler Heckman's, uh, Tyler Hecklin's Superman show yeah. was going to look like. Which it looked, yeah, it'll for, look. for CW budget, I, I was happy with it. Yeah, it'll look nice. And I think it's gonna, I think the show's going to be a little different. I think it's going to be about his son, so I, I'll... I'll be intrigued how they're going to do that. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying for, like, the effects of actually getting yeah. to see Superman flying around. Because even yeah, Supergirl, Car- from a lot of what I've watched, they that's haven't a done... effect. No, she does that a lot. So, that's it's about what you expect from the Supergirl universe. But, no, uh, so that was a scene. Yeah, we get, we get our Superman battle and yeah, a was... nice reference back to the worst Superman, Superman 3, of that's not the first time I fought myself. Right. Right, that was a cool, that was a... Yeah. But that puts it in a weird canon. Uh, so, that's the, all that's going on. While they're back on the Wave Rider, we still, we do have an Oliver story. Uh, well, because you have his daughter now. Mia and Sarah uh, get a hold of John Constantine, and they are taking Oliver to the Lazarus Pit. They have to find a Lazarus Pit on a universe. Yeah, in this way a little bit. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they had to find uh, a Lazarus pit on a universe that hasn't been destroyed and has an active Lazarus pit. And so they do on some random universe. So they take Mia, Sarah, Ed, John, and... No, I think it's just uh, Mia, Sarah, and John. Although I did have a big problem with that part just because even for Arrowverse shows, which have quick turnarounds on stuff, that it went from Sarah talking about how, like, you don't want to mess around with the Lazarus pits and all of that, and everyone telling her no. It was like one or two minutes of exposition, and everyone's like, "All right, we'll use this incredibly dangerous thing." Right. That yeah. We've seen bad stuff, ha- and but Sarah, I get why they did it, but it was just it felt very quick. It's like, no, we shouldn't use this. Yeah. All right, that thirty second speech convinced me otherwise. I like that they brought in, um, uh, Jonas, Jonas Hex. Oh, Jonah Hex. Yeah. Like yeah, it. that was a nice little cameo. Yeah, and I love how she said, like, I, I you're going to get this scar yeah. anyway. So that was a good introduction to that. Uh, so so it pretty much ends with uh, them finding out that they have, that Kate's the paragon of uh, courage now, and that uh, Superman from Kingdom Kong is the paragon of truth, and Oliver is alive, but he doesn't have a soul, which it is in canon where it goes with... Uh, the Arrow story, because Sarah yeah. had to retrieve her stole. So did um, uh, pretty much a lot of people. Roy had to retrieve yeah. his soul. Um, he talks to me about Arrowverse shows, yeah. and it, it doesn't make sense. I just know they've had a lot of people die and come back. And It's a DC show. That's why you have a Lazarus <laughs> pit. So, um, oh, I know who we forgot to mention that, that got destroyed. The uh, Titans of the very first, the beginning of this uh, yes, crossover. That was we one saw of very briefly. Very, in the very beginning were some Titans that were knocked out of there. So that's Rest the end of... Peace, Jason Todd. Right. So that was the end of episode two. That was the end of this uh, Batgirl episode or the Batwoman episode. It was pretty yeah. decent, you know. Um, then we got to move into Flash. Which, and out of all of them, that's 
that and Legends, though, those are my big shows. The Flash yeah, they're ones I, I'm aware of. Yeah, <laughs> all Rod's crossover. So I I was looking forward to that one. Yeah, and the, and it was good to have the the, the Flash episode uh, gave us more to do with uh, Priya, who is uh, Nash Wells now, yeah. or Nash Wells is Priya. Uh, you get the introduction of Cisco. And uh, bring Caitlin back on, yeah, Killer Frost, and you have uh, the Elongated Man, yeah, and I which love... I was not a huge fan of him when they originally brought him on the show, but I, I've grown to really like uh, Harley Ralph Digney, yeah, well, I'm trying whatever the actor's name, but yes, but yeah, I liked having him on there, and uh, we get our introduction of Ralph Choi, who, yeah, because which. The... Later in the episode, because this episode is all about we're finding our uh, remaining paragons. But the, uh, like everybody wrote, Ralph Choi is already on the ship. Like Barry's yeah. the paragon of love, and Martian Manhunter is the paragon of like honor, probably or so, yeah, yeah, leadership. Although I do like the uh, reaction from everyone when they announce Barry is a paragon of love, because that does it. It kind of made sense, but everyone's just kind of like. All right, that's new. Yeah, yeah. Paragon of bad decisions, probably more Barry style, but right. Um, so one well, my one of my favorite parts of this third episode. Before we cover other things, we're going to continue on the Oliver story because I love, I love, I love, I love John Constantine going to Earth six six six, and I don't watch Lucifer, but this very brief time frame yeah. where Diggle and Constantine and Mia are on Earth-666, and they come to Lucifer, and this interplay... Whenever John Constantine shows up mm. with anybody who knows him, they have that same kind of back-and-forth interplay, which I well, think... You get a sense great. of, like, the history of Constantine just by the way people around him react. Right, right. And, and, the, and the, they there's clearly have a relationship base with him. Well, and, and I like the Lucifer uh, cameo. Like you, I'd never watched uh, the show. But it was enjoyable, and I do like uh, one thing it sets up that you see in the comics is now this is kind of making it official that, like in the comics, you have one god, one devil. Yeah. This episode we see there's one purgatory. Right. So they're going to go, I don't know how much that's going to play into Crisis on Infinite Earths, but that does set up future storylines that now that we know... Everybody goes to the same place and everything. Uh, yeah, and so they get to go to Purgatory to bring Oliver's soul back. Uh, and, of course, Purgatory is Leon Yu, which is, I mean, from the... That's like the first ten lines of Arrow that st- yeah. of what started this whole universe was, like, I, Leon Yu is... I'd say it was too on the nose if it weren't so on the nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they had to find Oliver. They do rather quickly before this car disappears. And, uh, like... John Diggle just convinces him in like two seconds, like, no, it's us. And he's like, oh, yeah, I yep. forgot about you guys. Now I remember. Well, and then while we have that going on, we get uh, the Flash. We finally get to go see uh, what was in the uh, area that Nash Wells went in before right. he became Paragon. Which right. I do like that we got a little bit more explanation, like they didn't have to go too in-depth into it. Uh, like, I didn't need it ten minutes of explanation. But every episode ended with that same scene over. I'm like, can you just do different scenes? But they did the same thing on um, Elseworlds. That we ended with the same stinger at the end of each of those yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, they were all about 
But I, I do like that it gave a little bit more explanation, especially after seeing uh, Lila last episode. Right. And finally getting... Another thing we forgot to mention, we got our first look at the Anti-Monitor. Yeah, when he pulls Harbinger or Lila out yeah. there to talk. But so we go in and we discover that this tomb we now is a... Uh, kind of a gateway between us and the antimatter universe. Well, we get there because, well, let's get to point this out. Part of the reason we get there is because uh, the monitor shows up and he's like, yo, Cisco, you have a, you're not a, you're not a paragon, but you're very important, but you're going to have to be vibe again. And Cisco's like, no, man, I gave that shit up. And he's like, I don't care. Here you go, your vibe. And yeah. actually his vibeness is allows him to get into Nashwell's memory uh, because he didn't, can't remember anything mm -hmm. since he's, turned into uh paragon paragon no that's not what he's called i mean not paragon sorry uh that thing that he is yes yes nashwell's the, the when he's being the anti-monitor's <laughs> bitch um so that's one of the places that that plays out uh and so he uses that to go into his mind and yeah. find out what the code is to get in the door. And then once they get into this place, which is what's creating the antimatter wave. Yeah, it's, it's where we're getting what's behind this whole crisis. <laughs> right, right. Uh, they find out that uh, the Flash from Earth-86. Yes. Earth so our, our John Wesley ship, Fla Barry Allen Flash, right. is back on, and they don't say it by name, but we, we get the cosmic treadmill. Right. And uh, it's and so once again, Cisco uses his power to take Earth eighty six Flash out there and put him in, uh, so they can talk to him, so they can find yeah. out kind of what's going on. And Earth eighty six is like, yo, man, if I'm not running on that treadmill, all the multiverses are gonna get destroyed all at like one time. It's like a sale, a fail save that he had in there. A, a classic Flash. We try to do something and it makes it worse. Right. So, which of course happens on the Flash episode of the crossover. Right. It, it stays in line. It, it runs along with it. So uh, Nashwell's realizes that there's probably one person that he can uh, that can help him out with stopping this overload, and that is Jefferson Davis from uh black lightning and yes. they bring over jefferson yes right which apparently and black lightning another one i haven't watched a lot of but they had had him get taken out yeah right week. right at the end because his earth he got destroyed so he bring they bring him in and they introduce him into the universe which and we get another moment like we did with uh kara's world when they bring in Black Lightning and you have the monitor, very matter-of-factly, it's just like, no, everyone is dead, which I don't follow the shows closely enough. I'm guessing we're not getting another season of Black Lightning. Right. Or, if, or I guess it'll just be him without his family. Oh, they'll just bring everybody into this universe. I'm sure they'll find another way to bring it around. I, we, need to, we need to know exactly what the character's name is. Pariah. Pariah. Because it was Pariah that yeah. brought him in there. Okay. Um, but, so we discover that so Jefferson's coming in, his entire world, his family, yeah. his daughters, everything is wiped out, and you're thrust into the middle of a situation where it's like, yeah, that sucks. And I and I like that Barry's kind of like, yeah, that's awful. People have died as well, but we, we need to save the universe. Yeah, <laughs> it's just and like Jefferson gets right into it, and he and he buys some time for uh, Flash eighty six and our Barry to figure out what's going on. And they realize that they can reverse the cosmic treadmill and it would 
reverse it turns everything. Out all you had to do was run the other way, which right. running not the cleverest a- design by the Anti Monitor, but especially for Flash. Flash runs solves <laughs> he, a lot. He'll of never suspect, right? He runs solves a lot right. of things. So and and Flash, Barry was ready to do it. He was ready to go in. He says bye to Caitlin and everything. He's like, I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna take this over and. Then, of course, uh, Flash 86 jumps up and steals his speed force in a trick, or his speed, in a trick that he pointed out, I know, because I've been Flash for a crap Which, ton long time. Yeah, I, I did like the way that they did that, and it's, and just because I, I love every time they've had John Wesley ship on, and right. as basically any character, but just the way he delivered it, it's like, yeah, you learn some stuff, and it's, it, it was frustrating to see the same thing that we get with Barry a lot, that it is kind of Barry willing to sacrifice himself which we've seen over and over right. and over. But it, it fit for it, and it worked this time. Yeah. And so we uh, rest in peace, John Wesley Ship. which this is how many versions of him? A lot of died. <laughs> Another one bites the dust with him. So we get him. He starts going backwards on the... Uh... You know, you get a flashback of the 86 Flash yeah. episode, which was neat. And the music, which was cool. And then... Uh, that old place is kind of getting destroyed, so they grab Cisco, Cisco or uh, Five gets Killer Frost, gets Jefferson, and gets Flash and gets them the hell out of there. And they get moved back to the Wave Rider, and then we and so we now have pretty much everyone on there. Yeah, everybody except uh, Diggle, Constantine, and Mia, who are still in on Lee and you, and they they're ready to take Oliver back. Yeah. They're ready to. Bring him back, and Oliver's ready to go. And then when this guy turns around the corner, and I forget what he said his name was. Do you remember what the character? I do not remember. And it's one of the classic characters. But we basically have him coming in. I'm going back to the whole thing of we have one devil, one god. Uh, We get the introduction of the Spectre, right? Who is this? All powerful. Yeah, it's on the same level as your devil or god. And so it's another one where we have one Spectre, and we discover that our uh, former one. It's tiring. Yeah, it's time for him to pass it on. So we get Oliver Queen becoming this cosmic being. And he understands the importance of the mission he takes on, and that's why I think he says no right away, which is weird for everybody else, because I don't think they understood what it was asked of him. And I think it's because he has been on Lee and you. He's been, like, if anybody understood, it was Constantine. Constantine probably understood the importance of the Spectre. But Diggle yeah, that, that, and Mia that's, don't know. That's in, in the circles he deals with. But I would say the Spectre, what a perfect place to put Oliver Queen because he is, it's his universe. It's, yeah. it, it's referred to as the Arrowverse. This is his universe. The Spectre, it, they could not have probably done anything better with that character. Well, and no matter how, uh, and I mean, we because of the comics, of course, we have a rough idea where this is going right. to end up. But no matter how this story works, uh, what it does as well for Stephen Amell, he can go on, he can do other projects now. But uh, you you know that you can have him hop in right. at any time, and it fits, because it's just, he's a cosmic entity. It's like, oh, you have a couple free weeks. Right. But so we get that set up, so we now have the Spectre, and now we get Lila coming back on the Wave Rider. Oh, wait, wait, wait. First we get this weird setup with Kara and uh, uh, Kate, where they're like, Kara's gonna use the book of Destiny to bring back Earth thirty three and Kate's oh, yeah. like it's like this weird setup where they walk around the Wave Rider in different scenes and like they discuss should she do like something which is against her character. They, here's the thing, I understand what they were trying to do is point out this battle between 
uh, Kara and uh, Kate of kind of like the Superman-Batman battle. They pushed it really quick. And and my issue with it is, and they resolve it very quickly in this too. And so it felt like, I don't know why they spent the time setting it up, especially after showing last episode when we get that ending image of her with the kryptonite. Right. I thought it was going to set up something bigger, maybe over a couple episodes. And or then in this episode, yeah, it comes down to just a conversation of like, hey, uh, I'm kind of worried you might go bad. That's right. a really horrible idea. And it just comes down to a conversation. So it felt like a lot of setup. Here's that kryptonite that I got. No, you keep it. Yeah. That was it. And it, it, it is trying to let us know Superman or Supergirl and Batwoman or Batman as Superman. And we knew that. We didn't need that set of those. That was my big problem. I yeah, was like, I it, it was forcing a big character point and just right. making it like, yeah. So now he's back on the wave rider, uh, and every other Earth has been destroyed. Oh, at the beginning of this episode, we got to see uh, Birds of Prey. Yes, yes, Which, that was cool. Yeah. I like that show. It was good. We got Barbara Gordon uh, actually in the audio. You know, we got uh, oh, as our oracle, as our mm-hmm. oracle. Yeah, so that that was a cool establishment but uh every other world's being destroyed yeah. like everybody now we're down to earth one and uh they wipe out when they wiped out the machine they saved earth one so we have earth one everybody feels like they've done yeah. pretty good and then they're all standing around the wave rider and uh lila shows back up and she's a little confused about what's going on and everything and yeah. barry starts realizing yeah. that like hey why is Priya here which that, that was one thing that got me, that nobody else started getting suspicious yeah. before that. But, as absolutely no one could have expected, Harbinger, after meeting with the Anti-Monitor last time, has gone full-on evil right. with uh, all of the power of the Anti-Monitor. So she's basically a cosmic being. Right. She kind of kicks everybody's ass. Yeah. And then uh, we, we the Monitor... A- Gets yeah. up to to we get the anti monitor and the monitor fight. We get our little Dragon Ball Z uh, energy ball push fight between the two of them. Right, and uh, the monitor explains to Pariah that he has something that he needs to do, and he'll he defy the world's up to you, and you'll know what to do when it needs when it happens. And uh, they say some things back and forth between the monitor and anti monitor. They use names. Which I know is important to the comics, but I don't know enough about them to Same, go to the yeah, reference. But, but it's it's it's, it's kind a, of their a history. Deep dive for the comic people. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's very interesting. Uh, so, bam, he kills the anti monitor, and he starts destroying Earth. Well, kills the monitor. The monitor, sorry, yeah, and he destroys Earth One. Like the the anti matter yeah. wave comes and it starts going through it. So literally, it's just a wave rider outside, and uh, all of a sudden, Ashwell's pariah. Looks around, he says, oh, wait. Yeah. I know what the hell I need to do. So he sends, and he sends... Uh, well, all of our pariahs all at this point. Pariahs. So we get Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman. We get Choi. Kingdom Come Superman. Kingdom Come Superman. And... Because uh, we only Sarah. have two left. Yeah, Sarah. Who else are we missing? Sarah, Kate... Oh, and uh, Martian Manhunter. Yes, and Martian Manhunter. So our Paragons, they are now taken, uh, and I forget the name offhand, but it is basically the end of time and space that we've seen in uh, Season 1 and 2 of Legends of Tomorrow. So even if everything's destroyed by the Anti-Monitor, 
you're kind of in a bubble, which is something we saw in the comics as well in different series, like when they did... Uh, Mm, it was after Crisis Zero, Zero Hour. Point, yeah. Yeah. But so we're basically outside of space and time. Then we go back to the Wave Rider where we have our remaining heroes and civilians just doing Dying. a defiant speech. Yeah. They'll fight you with everything they can do at all. And so... Which I, 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 I did like that scene. And it wasn't just everyone being sad or the scared faces when the wave is coming up that they all look kind of just like... They're all right, like I, I love Iris just looking over, like, yeah, okay. And Superman's <laughs> like, it's all right, Iris, we've got yeah. this, you know. And Jefferson was good. I mean, Black Lightning was strong in it. Um, yeah, so they get wiped out. The only people left are in the vanishing point, are the are are seven Priyas, and then uh, all of a sudden, Superman from Kingdom Come starts like convulsing yeah and nobody knows what's going on and the anti-matter it almost as the anti-matter was like exploding yeah. out of him and uh it's because it kind of was i think the anti-matter from the past was killing him. i think he was trading places because of something dumbass lex luther did well because lex wrote himself into, into the book yeah and I hadn't thought about that, but it might be Lex getting away right before the antimatter comes, and, and the yeah, antimatter absorbing, places. yeah. So, and the thing is with the uh, the powers of the book, it's not just replacing it. So, it's not him taking his physical place. We now have Lex Luthor right. going into the second half of this is one of our paragons, right? Ducky Luthor replaces Superman. So, um, it, and that's that was it. That's yeah. how it ended. There are seven people left in the world. Some guy that we just met, Ducky Luther, and a good portion of our heroes. Yeah. Now, Choi was a paragon of humanity. That's what it was. That we're yes, Choi was the paragon of humanity. Overall, like, was good. Yeah, I'm happy with the way it started. It's keep leaning out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be annoying trying to figure this out because I'm the one who has to edit the video later. Mm. <laughs> but no, it's. I, I was happy with the way it turned out. It's. I've always loved the crossovers, and I right. think that's one of the things that uh, Arrowverse, it's one of their strong suits, especially since, like you said, they all have their own feel to the shows. Yeah. And the crossovers, you get a little bit of that. Right, they and, bring it together. Yeah, and when you bring them together, it's, even though I wasn't the biggest comic book person, I get the feel, because those were the things I read, were the big events. Right. And so stuff like this, it feels like a comic book, it's like... You have all of these people here and these completely over-the-top stories. And I I like the way they set it up. I, I, each person got enough time. Um, I think they did a great job, as somebody who doesn't follow all the shows, of making it still easy to follow. Because I know you probably have people coming in who haven't watched any of the shows, but they read the, the comics as a kid or just want to see it. I felt like they did a good job of setting up all of these different universes and giving you a good story that you don't have to be the person who's watching three series every week. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely been a strong story. Uh, it's uh, and you don't you don't need to know a whole lot of the characters to uh, have it play out. They've it's it's been good setup. I think it's going to be a good second half of the season. Yeah. I think they've done good by their characters. I'm excited to see Oliver in his new role. I'm excited yeah. to see 
I don't know what I think about Ducky Luther, but I hope they do something good with him. I think it'll be fun, and it, I do like it throwing a wrench into it, especially because it doesn't work with the Monitor's plans, and the Monitor's been kind of a dick. Yeah, the Monitor's uh, all yeah. his plans have kind of screwed off, it, anyhow. I think it, it'll make it more interesting, because as much as I do like that we got Brandon Routh Superman back, I, I think it'll make the story a little more You're dynamic. taking Superman out of the uh, yeah. equation. I mean, he's a super girl. But, yeah, but it's... No, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing where it goes, and it's, and, and I'll have to put the uh, image up. But now with the Spectre coming in, I'm just thinking of that iconic image where you have the Spectre the going after the monitor. monitor and all of these heroes, and it's yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to at this point what a month wait. Yeah, we don't get anything to like the 17th of January. Yeah. So, but we'll be back here in a month. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being part of our first video project and the review show. And uh, yeah, like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to Truckee Pacific, and uh, we'll have more content coming your way, more stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, James has video projects he's working on. I have a few we're working on. Dave has stuff. We got a whole bunch of different things, and we'll be bringing it to you. Like he said, uh, if you like what you saw, like, subscribe, and uh, tell your friends. You. Yeah, thank you for watching. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Mahai Podcast Reviews. For comments or sponsorship inquiries, please contact us at themilehighpodcast at gmail.com. That is themilehighpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>